Hey, yo, what's going down? You're on the recovery pod. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love it. Uh, so, what are we talking about? <laughs> I thought you guys wanted to talk about Liz. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day coming up. Oh, it is. So, good topic. Good topic. That is a we good topic. Started. <laughs> what about love? Okay, so I remember something about the value in relationships. And um it's a I don't know what to say about such shit. Don't bang the table, don't shake bottles. <laughs> Rolling. <Okay>. Cut. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> this is why we can't do it when we're in the same room. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just it's so hard sometimes, like just jumping back and forth between feeling like you don't deserve to be with that person or, you know, you're too good for the person, like just depending upon what triggers you and stuff like that. But I don't know. Overall, we basically... I feel like we attract people that we need or not need, but just people that are good for us in the moment. So like for, you know, back in my using days when I was kind of a (laughs) piece of shit, um, I was with a piece of shit. And then now that I'm, you know, growing spiritually and just in all sorts of ways, I'm with a person who is doing the same thing. So it's like, (laughs) That's that's my input on that. So I guess my thing is what you guys wanted to say about that. You got something? I saw you on mute. Uh, I don't know. I what's your input on that? No, I asked you first. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean. I know, I know when I was using, like, I I don't have a lot of experience in recovery relationships because the person I was with for a long while after I got clean, I was already with before I got clean. And that was a struggle for me because it really, um, pretty early on became like, uh, I don't have a choice here. And I honestly don't feel like this is the type of person I would choose if I had the choice to choose from like a clean slate. You know what I mean? And and it became this, I was still growing in the process and changing. So that was a process. And then there was a child involved. So there was like more factors to simply just being like, hey, I just want to end this because it's whatever. But I know before when I was using, I, did, I never sought out people who like, you know, like some people are like, oh, I'm looking for a project or I'm looking for someone to fix or whatever. I never did that, but I definitely think I subconsciously looked for people who were broken because I was broken. So if I found, so I didn't necessarily need them to be more broken to feel better about myself, but if they had their shit together, I definitely didn't feel good about myself. Like I felt like I was the problem or I was just worse than them. And that's not, there's probably some truth to that, you know, but there, it's not really accurate the way I looked at it. Um, 
because then it's this whole thing. Like one, I feel bad because you're so much better than me, but two, I thought I had a two. When I said one, I had a two. <laughs> and after I said one, I forgot the two. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, almost like I would live down to expectations. Like, well, I'm no good anyway. So let me just get this over with, like, and burn this shit. Um, yeah. And then now it's like, I'm looking for things that are better. Like I'm, I'm not just getting with someone it's fresh and new and it's honeymoon phase. And I'm like, this is going to be great. Like this forever. Oh, there's some red flags, but I'll fix them or whatever. It's like, I consider everything. And then it goes into like a processing, like, is this the type of person I want in these areas? And I don't need someone to be perfect but I do need certain things to be a certain way. Like, I don't know, like I'm the type we could fight often, but how do we fight? You know, do we get through things? Do we talk them out or do we like let our egos clash and just yell and scream and get toxic? So I feel like that's a whole lot to say nothing, but maybe what the hell is in my microphone room? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to stop right there because <laughs> brain go <laughs> Sorry. What do you think, man? I don't know. I am I feel like I kind of as far as relationships being sober, I'm totally brand new at it because aside from like little high school flings, I guess, um every relationship i've been in i was either on drugs or it was with another addict and um yeah it was kind of like what you said like finding you would subconsciously find people that were broken that's kind of how it was for me like it, i'd either find people that were broken like similar to where i was at or the other thing i would do which is really fucked up is I would find people who have their shit together so that they could support my habit mm -hmm. until they got sick of me and so like every relationship I've been in I feel like has been super unhealthy and um, just not a good relationship because the the people involved like I was on drugs and my goals were just not good goals and um right now it's weird right now the relationship i'm in it's it's totally like 50 50 like um even when we argue it doesn't explode we just sit down and like we talk calmly and um i don't know it's it's so much healthier than any relationship i've been in so it feels weird and that's again like um what anna said like the not feeling good enough or feeling better than in a relationship. That's where I've been struggling with my current relationship is like, sometimes I'll second guess myself and like tell myself that it's going to get, get like, uh, become like the past relationships or that I'm not good enough. And, um, but everything's going good. But then like, for some reason, I, I feel like that feels weird. And then my, like I almost like can't 
can't believe that it's going to stay that way or you know what I mean? Yeah. Does it make you feel like you almost like get into a self-sabotage mode? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's just crazy stuff. Like, I don't know this. I never had um, like trust issues in the past. And then what happened with my, my marriage with my ex it like I don't know it caused some trauma with me because now like if I'm at work uh this sounds hella crazy but if I'm at work and I text my girlfriend and like hours go by my head will start telling me like oh she's probably talking to another dude or you know what I mean like just crazy shit and um I don't know I catch myself thinking those crazy thoughts and not acting on them because my first instinct would be like to blow up her phone or I don't know, just drive by her work type of thing. And I don't know, I've never been that type of person and I don't want to start. Did something happen in your previous relationship that uh, made you start like feeling like this or? Yeah. Yeah. But the previous, so in my marriage, it was like, Towards the end, there was always lying as far as like um, drug use or where mm-hmm. where we were going and stuff like that. But then at the very end of it, there was uh, like cheating was involved. Like she was cheating on me and I had found out and like I went freaking crazy when I found out. Um, I just, yeah, I was super angry about it and. I tried so hard to run into her with this other guy. Like I just wanted to pretty much kill him. And every time I try to like surprise visit and like catch him, he was never there. So it was like, I guess that was a good thing. But um, ever since then, now it's like, I almost have trust issues. Like it's, it's like the trauma from that is carrying itself into my current relationship where I think the same thing is going to happen right oh yeah totally that's definitely a trigger I mean anything that remotely like just comes close to reminding you of something before that was very painful it's like your thoughts your vision everything gets clouded and it's like you just it's like a time machine you get brought back to that moment to that place, to those feelings. And it's like, whatever here is in the present, it's not real. That's not what's happening. It's just that. And you're stuck on it because those emotions (laughs) were repressed and they weren't like felt all the way through, like they were supposed to. So then everything just any slight trigger, they just kind of try to resurface and um, they they want to be felt, they want to be released, and we keep, I mean, I personally used to keep repressing it until recent, or I guess not recently, it's been a while, but just allowed myself to just sit in it, like, okay, so I just got triggered, and you know, my big thing, it's not like, well, it's kind of like trust of somebody staying, like abandonment, because, you know, in my life, not just by like, you know, boyfriends and whatever. It was like by my closest, like my mother. I was just, you know, to me, it felt like I was left for no reason whatsoever when I, you know, I didn't do anything. I wasn't, 
you know, I didn't like push anybody away. It was just like for no reason. So I have this overwhelming fear that, um, that's what that could happen at any moment. So like now when I get triggered, I just allow whatever is there to to just like come. But as I'm like feeling it through, as I'm allowing myself to feel it, I suddenly I'm able to like gain control back and just think like, okay, this is like, I'm able to observe it. I'm able to see it for what it is. Cause the more I resist it, the more it's going to persist. But if I just let it, it just kind of flows right through me. And the more I allow myself to do it, the less painful it is, the less intense it is in those moments when it does happen. So it just like, for me, it just took time. And now I can almost confidently say that when that moment comes, I can just be like, oh, well, this is just my trauma trigger. And, you know, I just kind of work through it. It's like the duration of it goes down. And then another thing about triggers I wanted to mention and love is, (laughs) you know, I never, I never knew what love was. Like I did not know how to love people. I didn't love people. I hated people. I didn't love myself. I hated myself. So my quote unquote love things were, I would fall in love with people that would trigger my trauma. Um, I would, you know, like, uh, like somebody who it's like our, somehow our subconscious just knows right away the person, like right off the bat, what they'll do, how they are, you know, and that strong set, like that strong, like lust feeling. It's like, it's actually, we misinterpret it for the trigger. So, um, the real love feeling is actually not, you know, it's not, like that crazy feeling, it's just like, it's it's really light feeling and it's just a good feeling. But that shit is like, it's just crazy feeling. That's why they say crazy in love because it's not, you know. So um, I thought that was really interesting how people just misinterpret that. So um, yeah, I'm done now. <laughs> I want to sing the Beyonce song, but I don't know if we'll get flagged for copyright. So just, 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 if you're listening, sing it to yourself. I know it's from me. Um, <laughs> I want to hear you sing. <laughs> look so crazy right now. <laughs> That's it. Um, no, so like, I, I totally feel you guys on the trauma, especially cheating. Like I've worked through my abandonment one, but um, cheating is one you can't get good with. You can't be like, well, you know, if someone cheats on me, I'm just going to learn to be okay with it. Like, no, but I know I got cheated on in, I don't ever want to say who, but in an older, an older, older relationship. And it fucked with me because it was just like, I didn't know it was, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, I didn't catch them or anything, but I, I found, I found out not through her. And it was like a huge dagger to the heart, like more levels than just getting cheated on. Like I got played, I'm an idiot. You know, I didn't even see it coming. I'm a fool. I somehow want her more now. And that's fucking with me. You know what I mean? So many levels to the shit. And I know it fucked me up in other relationships because not all relationships. I'd feel like someone was cheating, 
But if I got, if I let myself get to the point where I cared whether or not they cheated, you know what I mean? Like in the beginning, you're just dating someone. It's kind of like, whatever you're not thinking. I wasn't thinking too deeply about it, but once I got to a point where I was vulnerable, opened up and let someone in, then it was like, Oh shit. What if they cheat on me? So I remember like, I didn't like randomly go home to check if someone was there, but if I randomly went home, I wouldn't announce it to, to surprise if someone was there and there were no signs and I never saw anybody. And this is in a different relationship, but I would definitely like be rolling home, pulling up, like dating, you know, kind of just having that thought come where I'm like, what if someone's here and I'm showing up at the right time and I'm about to catch them and blah, 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 and walk in and nothing's happening. And then just, I wouldn't be pissed. I wouldn't like have like any type of jealous rage or anything, but I would be toying with that idea enough where it was in my head more than it had to be. And it all was about that trigger. And then anytime there was a situation where, you know, my partner's with another guy, friend, anything, it's, this huge wave of just like, you're about to get played again. So I don't know, for me, it, it like, we had these responses for a reason. You know, if I walk out in an alley and someone mugs me, I remember that shit to my core, to the, to where the next time I walk by an alley and think about walking down it, that trauma response is like, hold up. Remember this happened. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's a good thing that we have trauma triggers. It's just as humans, we tend to overthink what is a trauma, what's not a trauma. How do I avoid this pain again? And, and unfortunately, when it's with a relationship, I mean, we obviously have to date again unless we want to just swear off relationships for the rest of our lives, which is lonely and because we're like humans and we want connection. Um, it just fucks us up because then we don't know who we can trust and... <clears throat> we kind of like can manifest it to a degree because if we're really untrustworthy of people, we're keeping them at, you know, I've, I've ruined a couple of relationships from not letting them in, you know, where I'm just like closed off. They're like, Oh, you, you know, I feel like I'm being open, but I'm naturally just closed. Like if there's like three doors to my soul, the only the outer ones open, you know what I mean? The inner ones cracked. And then the in the inside inside is like, Nope. That shit is sealed shut to the point where I don't even know it's a door anymore. That shit's just wall. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm holding back. I don't feel like I'm, it's not like I'm thinking of opening up and then I'm like, nope, don't do that. I don't even know there's more open there. You know what I mean? And I'm getting better at it and I'm getting to the point where I can see that that's cracking. But for the longest time, it just wasn't there. It was like a switch inside got turned off because I was just like, I don't know. I just don't want to get that hurt again. And then I can convince myself, well, it's smart not to open up that much because people take advantage of you and this and that, but yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the mind fuck dealing with trauma, but it is there for a reason. And I feel like when I'm in a good relationship, it doesn't get triggered as much. Now I can have random triggers and, and whatever, but Usually when, when I'm getting triggered enough, even if nothing is going on, that's reminding me of, if it's not the exact same situation that my trauma trigger is telling me it is nine times out of 10, it's something else. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just have 
triggers nonstop with people that aren't like fucking with me somehow. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Not gonna take anything personally. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. <laughs> fucking triggering me right now. <laughs> so yeah. But here's my abandonment one. I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I want to stop, but I got something. Um, and everybody loves to hear me talk. Mm-hmm. Especially me when I listen back. <laughs> no, so the abandonment one, like I used to have the abandonment thing. I used to like blow up people's phones, freak out if they don't text me back within an hour, all the things. Um, totally like break up with people over it. <laughs> like because I do have abandonment issues and like with a parent, you know, and with, you know, anyway, I got to a point where I'm like, I I kind of reframed how I look at abandonment. You know, I look at it now, like if you want to go, if you don't want to be here, then I don't want to make you stay. You know what I mean? So if someone decides one day, you know what, this just isn't for me and I want to go. I'm glad you're upfront about it and you're not like two time and behind my back. I don't want to like hold you hostage. If you don't want to be with me, then please like do me a service and don't pretend to be, you know what I mean? Like I don't want. And so I felt like, yeah, if someone just ghosted me, that would probably suck, you know, and it could leave me thinking like what's wrong with me and all that. But in recovery, finding my own self-worth, knowing that, you know, this too will pass and going through a couple breakups that you find the next person that you're glad you found, you know, I just feel like reframing that to where, Hey, if someone leaves one day, it's okay. Like I will find someone else, whether that's a partner, whether that's guidance, a friend, you know what I'm trying to say? It sounds kind of cold, but like in reality, it's just kind of like, this is what it is and I will survive it. That's kind of what I mean by it, you know. But it took me a very long time to get there. That's kind of what my divorce did for me. Because I was, when it happened, I was trying to hang on to it so much. Like, even after all the the crap happened, um, we kind of tried to work things out and... Um, but once it finally ended, like I, and the heartbreak and all the emotions started like kind of just settling down, I, I don't know. I started to realize that, um, I, I, in a way I was for trying to force something to work that just wasn't going to, Mm -hmm. and then I kind of, I accepted the loss and then over time, I just, uh, I came, I like, I realized that, uh, as much as I loved her and, um, how much I wanted that to work, like it happened for a reason. And, and now looking back at it today, like I'm super grateful for that experience, even as painful as it was and how much it kind of messed me up. I'm super grateful for it because it taught me so much things about relationships. It taught me just kind of what I won't tolerate in a relationship. And then it also taught me the things that I 
that I've never experienced in relationships really. And the things that are important in a relationship, like um, just honest communication and like uh, just supporting each other. And in my past relationships, I never really had that. Like there were a few where I was deaf. I had support on the other end, but then I was in such a bad space that it was, it just wasn't right. And um, I don't know, like everything in my marriage that went wrong, it it just taught me kind of, um, it just taught me what a healthy relationship looks like because I was in such an unhealthy one. And yeah, I don't know. What are your oh, thoughts yeah, no. on that? No, I like that. It's kind of like... um before I learned who I was, I had to learn who I was not. It's in one of the the recent three questions book. Like first before, you know, it's like before you find out what love is, you go through all these trials and dating patterns to find out what it's not. You know what I mean? And you find out what you like and what you don't like, what works, what doesn't work and what you do and don't do. That's good and not good. You know what I mean? And there's like a lesson in everything. And like, yeah, even though the, uh, the pain can be so strong, sometimes there is always something you, you come out more on the other side, you know, and it's just like, you're, you're almost like renewed with all this new knowledge. Like I just went through hell and came out with some like knowledge, you know what I mean? I said, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just, the, the whole relationship topic thing to me, I, it, it's hard to think about without thinking about like what relationship I have with myself first. Cause once I got good with myself, it was like everything else just like came out. Like, it's, you know, if I'm good with myself, if I'm good with my relationships with like my friends and, you know, family and everybody around me, it's all the same. Like the way I treat myself is the reflection of how I treat others and the way I treat others is a reflection of how I treat myself. So I don't know, like, um, you know, and it's like, I didn't know, like I said, what love was. It was because I didn't know how to love myself. So how was I supposed to love anybody else? And I still stand on that. Like, I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't like, you know, the whole concept of I can't, you know, somebody has to love themselves before they can love anybody else. And it's like, I mean, it's true. I mean, it sucks to know that. But I, after, you know, figuring all that out, it's like my, me being hard on myself, me judging myself, me you know, um, putting myself down. It's like, I would do the same to other people. So, and then once I started realizing for myself, it's okay for me to be the way I am, I started thinking that of other people too. So, um, well, yeah, you have to love yourself because if I don't love myself, I'll allow someone to treat me like shit. Mm -hmm. I'll allow someone mm -hmm. to manipulate me. I'll, I'll allow them to like yell at me to demean me if I don't love myself then I deserve someone this shitty because I'm shitty you know what I mean so like with recovery 
And with just learning these coping skills, these just whatever, I have learned to like, no, I'm not going to stand for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I will find someone who gives me what I now deserve because I deserve better. I don't deserve the best or any more than any decent human being, but I no longer deserve little to nothing. Yep. And that's kind of where the change happens with loving yourself. It's not like, oh, you need to go away and fly to Greece and, and, and go on an exploration to like know every part of yourself and walk around like freaking smiling at yourself all day, but you need to respect yourself, self-love, self-respect. And that honestly, you know, there's a lot of people that that doesn't come naturally to you. What's up? I just remembered this, like, well, I can't remember which book by Don Miguel Ruiz, but it was like, uh, he said, we don't allow people to treat us any worse than we treat ourselves. So we treat ourselves worse. We can't allow somebody to treat us worse than how we treat ourselves. So if somebody is treating us horribly, we treat ourselves worse than how they're treating us. But if somebody were to treat us a little more horribly than that, we wouldn't allow that. So that is why, you know, people stay in abusive relationships. They will allow people to hurt them and, you know, to physically abuse them. It's like, they're thinking, well, why, why are you still letting him like beat the shit out of you? And like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, because that's, that's how you treat yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, somebody who has self-worth and self-respect and, you know, self-love, they wouldn't allow that, you know, it, it's hard to word it, but yeah. 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 Hmm. So I want to do a new thing. I want to make this like a regular thing okay? because a lot of times we'll talk about relationships. We'll talk about certain concepts, mental health, this and that. How does this relate to recovery? Dude, here's the thing about recovery. I just want to say all of the reason why we use, we need to get down to that. And this is getting down to that. Everything, literally everything is recovery. You, well, specifically to relationships. What, what, why, is, why is talking about relationships and understanding self-worth, relationships, types of people we seek, how does that relate to our recovery? Well, because when you're working a program and you're in recovery, therefore you have a good relationship with yourself, therefore others. You love yourself, therefore others. So it's all just. Well, I know for me, like when I'm in a shitty relationship and there's a lot of feelings there, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of toxic shit, you know? So if I'm in a shitty relationship like that in recovery, what do I want to do on the days where I walk home, we fight over burnt bacon and, you know, like something gets thrown, you know, or there's cheating or there's someone calling me out my name for no reason, just because they have an anger issue that they have absolutely no handle on. What do I want to do on those nights? I want to get high. So if I don't have a grip on my relationships, if I'm not in a good relationship, if I seek out people who are 
toxic, manipulative, broken, and I run with them, even if they're not doing drugs. I'm the type of person who, when emotions get heavy and hard, thinks about using drugs. So that's why I said that. Like, I don't mean it to be like, what does this have to do with it at all? But it's something I want to kind of throw out there when we're talking about things that don't seem to deal with like addiction recovery. I want to like, after we talk about the basics, kind of want to talk about how it directly applies to recovery. No, no, I dig it. I, yeah, we kind of don't do that. (laughs) It's just something I thought of, you know, because it, it, it'll, it'll widen the whole conversation. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Oh, well now these are all the ways that either my recovery was affected or, how I mean, shit, a bad relationship today, if I if I didn't go into it with self-love boundaries and shit, I could fucking relapse over that shit. Yeah, I have no fucking doubt. I'm surprised I didn't relapse during a couple years ago. Yeah, because I had sleepless nights, crazy anxiety. I didn't eat like so much shit happened. Like I, I go from like having a child in recovery to like not seeing her most of the time that fucked with me. Like, you know, that's like me trying to do it right, you know, and raise a child sober and be there every day. And, and, you know, now I have to like not see my child, even in recovery, even though I'm trying to do all the right things, you know, not that I was perfect, but that was a hard fucking hit. And, and there were nights where I was like, damn, couple sleeping pills would really knock me out because I am literally just not sleeping and my brain's racing. Well, if I smoked or did something like this, well, I can't fucking eat. You know what I mean? Like my anxiety's through the roof. I mean, if I have anxiety, it's okay if I take a Xanax, you know, like I am so shocked that I just didn't medicate on those days where I literally was like strung the fuck out emotionally for like days straight. Once I got through it, I was like, damn, dude, I'm really, really shocked I didn't relapse. That's awesome that you didn't. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Seriously. Thank you. No, I I had moments like that, too, when I, yeah, I can get, like, triggered. When I get triggered sometimes, to me, it's like I... I I want to use like that is that is the thing that will make me want to feel like that next to like you know my school stuff but yeah but that just means we have enough recovery in us and we keep at it and you know when I feel that way I instead of you know adding more fire to the flame I try to pour some some water on it so I put it out you know I go read a book I meditate I write about it so yeah relationships well at least uh toxic relationships are a lot like addiction if you think about it um before I, I started um going to the meetings with you guys and kind of taking all the suggestions and and working on myself most of the relationships I've been in in the past with or without drugs if they were the same emotionally it was pretty much the same as an addiction like there were multiple times in my last relationship where we would argue or fight or 
it would just be a bad situation and I would pack my things or I'd get in my car and leave with the intention of not going back. And it's crazy how it's literally like a drug addiction. Like I would, I would get in my car and drive for five minutes and it, all it would take is a text message saying, I'm sorry, or a phone call. And I would flip a U-turn and I'd be right back in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it literally is like an addiction. Like you leave the relationship and then you crave it, even though, you know, it's not right for you. You crave it and, and pretty much relapse by going back into it. And before I started really working on myself, it, that was like, all I knew really was like doing that vicious circle with stuff like that. And I don't know, like now, I feel like if that were ever to happen again, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be so hard for me to walk away as it was um, last year. Right. Yeah, I really don't feel like I'd stay long in a toxic relationship, like a couple bumps in the road. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, we're all human. And I understand that. I'm sure I'll have my days. I'm not but, uh, <laughs> literally silent over here. Um, you were thinking of them. Um, I, I couldn't see myself staying with someone who was like toxically negative or demeaning or, you know, so like I was going to say this earlier and it kind of like drifted from me because I didn't want to run back to a topic and now it'll fit. Um, so like earlier talking about like finding broken people, it's like nowadays I don't, I don't seek someone who's broken but I definitely seek someone who's working on themselves. Like I could not imagine being with someone. And now if I found someone who already had like a bunch of coping skills and was like really set in a lot of ways, that's different. Not that I'm looking for anybody. I'm just saying like, hypothetically, um, trying to find someone who's at least self-aware and, and working on themselves in a productive way. Like not just, you know what I mean? Not just like stuck in a spot. You want me to say something? No, I don't. <laughs> I just, then what? I feel like I started and then I was like, well, that sounded weird, but I'm just, anyway, um, cut. <laughs> um, nah, but like, yeah, just trying to find someone who's like on some type of upward climb, you know what I mean? And um, I just couldn't see myself being in like an old relationship like that. Like, there's no way it would take so much of me to be with someone who like is bad for me. You know. So yeah, like I said, we attract what what we become or what we are. So before I w- I was attracted to people that um that were bad, you know, and I knew it. I was almost like I was fully aware. Like, you know, the the people that were like, you know, I've had like guys that were really good guys that have crushed on me and liked me and everything. And I know I sound like a stereotype right now that, you know, like the bad boys, but seriously, I, it was not appealing to me because, you know, I would cover all that up with the feeling of, well, I'm bored, but in reality is I wanted the chase. I wanted the thrill. I wanted the high, I wanted the triggers because I felt like I was empty on the inside. I felt like, you know, I, I needed 
all those things to cover myself up. And then like the boring would bring out myself, which I didn't like. I wanted to hide that shit. I want to put it away. So it made me, those kind of things made me want to focus on them. And so, but now that I'm focused on myself, I love myself. I'm working on myself. I am trying to become the best version of myself. And therefore I want somebody who's doing the same thing. And if I were to go with somebody who was like, you know, making me, you know, do all that shit, like the thrill, the chase and everything, I've just been like, nah, dude, you got to go over there. Right. <laughs> um, I never really thought about it like that. That's good. That like, you know, if you're in a toxic relationship, there's so much going on that you're distracted, you know, like, oh, yeah. there's another fucking fight, like a fight that is my immediate focus. Like this chair being thrown at me is my, you know, yeah. I don't have to stop and think what a fuck up I am or, or about my past traumas because I'm so distracted by all this toxic nowness right now. <laughs> Should we call this episode toxic nowness? <laughs> nowness. Nowness. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I never really thought about it like that. And it's um definitely a drug, man. Like yeah. all the highs and lows of a, of a toxic or eventful relationship are so strong like i want to get the fuck away from you you leave you're mad you're feeling your self-righteousness you're you know venting about it to anyone who will listen and they're telling you how right you are and how much they suck you know what i mean so you're just getting your ego fed then you go back and it's this oh my god i missed you you know well then there's the missing phase and that's a feeling in itself and then mm-hmm. you know then you go back and it's this honeymoon phase again so you like have a forever long honeymoon phase that just keeps rebooting and you know then the comfort of being with someone your dopamine's firing you can get it on or something all right all right all right (laughs) i'm not talking about me (laughs) but yeah then you just go through all the motions again and it's like a universe just expanding and dying over and over again like hey here's some new life and boom actually there's a black hole and yeah i could have stopped earlier I don't think you could have. <laughs> you see how we work through things? Aren't we great? We're, we're examples for the kids. <laughs> Eric, save me, man. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. Yes. Um, yeah, it's I don't know, like. I feel like we've we've kind of touched on toxic relationships pretty well. Um, what are you guys's like? How do you how would you guys define um, a healthy relationship in recovery? What the fuck is that? <laughs> you hear my hands? Oh, she's ready. <laughs> Twenty minutes on Hannah. Go. All right. So. It's uh, basically, I mean, it's, it's like with anything in life. You learn when, when somebody does something shitty or that you don't like, you don't identify them with that thing. You're not like, oh, well, you did this. You fucking suck. Um, I don't want to see you. I don't like you anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, let's break up. It's like, all right, you did this not because this is who you are, but because these are just the issues that you have. And those issues aren't who you are. 
they're just something, you know, and when you come up to the person and you kind of bring it up, you know, instead of that person getting defensive and, you know, they're just like, you know, yeah, I, I, I do see that, you know, and it, it's just all about detaching from basically ego from that identification with it. So it could easily be, you know, in a toxic relationship, it's like, oh, well, you did this thing to piss me off. And then you go and tell them about it and they get defensive and it's just like back and forth, like spitfire. And, um, but in a healthy relationship, you don't have to get to that point. You kind of just, and, and also a big thing is, which I never knew about is space. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to take space it's it doesn't mean that this person hates you or you hate them like it's um or you don't want to be around them it's just needing a time a moment with yourself to just kind of calm down and detach like from that ego and detach from you know identifying that person with that issue and you know it's just basically it's just realizing that uh yeah i I feel like i already said it all i'm done well i feel like too is um healthy clear communication so like you say something to me not you but you say something to me i get defensively triggered you know what i mean so i have choices to like my natural response is to kind of like well what the fuck deflect anything i can on you rationalize my end you know and i still feel these these days Mm -hmm. you know but what i'm feeling is well, I don't like feeling insulted because it makes me feel like something I used to feel, a trauma or just a part of me that whatever, you know. But if I come and say, look, you know, I'm not in the mood right now to hear this or, you know, when you say these things, it's kind of putting me in this weird headspace. I'm I'm feeling defensive right now. You know what I mean? Like just calling it right out. Like, damn, like I'm trying to hear you out, but I'm feeling real defensive right now. And, you know, sometimes even just saying that is like enough of a truth rather than responding with the defensiveness. And then we're like, you know, neglecting it, blowing it off, rationalizing it, minimizing it, you know, anyway, clear, healthy communications. Like don't come at me with all your stuff. Be clear about what you're saying though. That's fine. If you got something negative, not negative, but criticizing to say, I'm going to come back at you with how that really makes me feel. And, you know, knowing when to say when, like knowing when to give someone a break, like, okay, we're talking about this. It's getting a little fueled. Let's, let's put a pin in it, but we're going to come back to it. You know what I mean? We're not going to leave this unresolved. So I'm walking away with this unresolved feeling that I tried to approach you about to begin with, but I'm also not going to stand in your face and, and beat you over the head with it until I'm satisfied. You know, there's got to be like that healthy balance. Right. So I feel like the way we've worked through a lot of things is like, just clear, like, well, when you do this, you know, this is yeah, like, we can identify our triggers. We can realize what that's bringing about and how that's making us respond and therefore, kind of the other person can also be like, well, I, I hear you and I see why you'd feel like that. But you got to understand for me, it's these things that are going on. And then just understanding each other and rather than just trying to be right or trying to be appeased, you're trying to unify. Like what makes this space in the middle better, not just what makes me better. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, it was good. And I also want to add um, not bottling things up. Yeah. If something bothers you, you got to voice that shit right away. Don't start thinking like, oh, well, it's probably nothing. Oh, well, it's probably stupid. Well, she'll probably get mad at me if I bring this up or oh, she'll like get a defensive. Like, dude, you got to say what you got to say. Whatever other person's reaction is to that, that's their reaction. If they get mad, if they do, you know, don't have the desired reaction, they can do that. And if if they don't come around eventually or apologize or want to talk about it, that's not somebody you want to be with. That's it. So, yeah. Because the more it builds up, the more you bottle up, the more you, you know, don't, it, it will come back eventually and not it'll come out randomly and you'll just for like you know it'll almost feel like no reason and then it leaves the other person feeling like well what the fuck did i do wrong is there something wrong with me you know so i like the um the bottling up thing like i'm just from my my past relationship so it was pretty much walking on eggshells is how it was like Anytime I tried to address something that bothered me, it would, I would get attacked for it. So over time, I learned just to keep my mouth shut. And in my current relationship, um, it's all, it's kind of like a trauma, I guess. Like I all have things bother me. And then my first instinct is to not to speak my mind because I feel like I'm going to get pretty much like pounced on or attacked for for saying it um but then i force myself to speak my mind and i do it i speak it in a way where i'm not attacking the person i'm just saying this is how i feel about this oh yeah and and so far it's been good like it's hard for me to to force myself to speak my mind sometimes because i feel like something bad's gonna happen but then um almost every time that I have, like, we're able to just have a discussion. And then at the end of the discussion, we're both on the same page. And like, it's so much better that way. And it's true, like, if you have something that's bothering you, and you bottle it up, like, for me, when I do that, all of a sudden, I'm getting snappy and irritable about, like, in situations that have nothing to do with what I'm bottling up. It's almost like it it totally affects my mood in other areas of the relationship. I feel that I'm pretty bad. I don't bottle up. I used to, I would bottle everything up and I would explode. Like I'd bottle it all up, then get on Xanax or something. And like five years worth would come out on everybody who was around. Like you want it. You can, you, if there was even something so small that didn't even really bother me you were getting it. Mm. Um, so I don't look at what I do these days as bottling up. And I'm sure I've talked about this. I know we've talked about it. I do like the process because if I let everything out right away, I'm going to make things out of things that wouldn't have had to be things, if that makes sense. So if it's something just, let's say you do something, it just kind of pisses me off. I don't necessarily need to speak on that. You know what I mean? Like now, if you do it again, or if it becomes a thing, then I might be like, all right, Hey, this is kind of becoming a thing. 
Now, sure, I could I could just say every little thing that bothers me, but I don't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Because when I got outspoken in the past, I just didn't like. I don't know. I, I choose your battles type thing. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's a difference between processing, filtering and bottling up. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like now, if there's something that's bothering me and I'm just being too scared to say it or non-confrontational, that's bottling up. That's like, I'm internalizing something that I need to say, but I'm afraid to say because of how I feel you may react or because I fear the consequence. Now that would be to me bottling up. Now, if you trigger something in me, I don't know how you guys are, but like my brain gets pretty shitty. Like my attitude gets to be like very one-sided, very made up. There's not a lot of room for hearing someone out. So, and if you try, if you're not in the best space to like take that and be completely non-biased, like if you get defensive or if I feel like you're trying to downplay it, now I feel like you're trying to play me. And if I'm already in that mind state, now I'm going to look at you as a manipulator. You know what I mean? So like, this is just me. So when I get like a little bit, and maybe I'm just blowing it up and making it too big of a thing, but this is just kind of what I'm, when I, when I filter myself, it's usually because my headspace is weird. And I know me talking about things in that headspace is not good. So, but I always come back later after processing and say, what was up? Like, okay, I had something hit me. I, I had some time to investigate that this is what triggered it. And this is what ended up being the result, whether it was something on your end that deserves to be spoke on or something on my end that just got triggered for no reason. And I want to talk about it because I don't want to just internalize it. Right. Um, but yeah, but the, the key is to always come back to it. Like, even when you're putting a pin in it, like, okay, we're starting to get a little fueled here. You know, we're not going anywhere. We're both just kind of ego dick bumping right now. Let's just put a pin in it, but let's come back later and make sure we address it and not just sweep it under the rug. You know? Yeah, no, the whole processing thing. I understand when it, when it's like a, you know, a big issue, and you're triggered and need the time. Cause I also, I'm the same way. Like you're not special. Um, nope. Everybody, special. everybody, when they get into their like little thing, like for me, I, I just have the opposite. I just, I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm not good either. And I need to take time for myself and just, but I'm talking about little things that bother and just, bottling that up now the whole picking your battles thing it's saying that assuming that you bringing it up is gonna make it a thing that's true so whoever the people like in my past that i would bring things up with they would make it a thing instead of being like okay i hear you or you know or it would be me the way i'd bring it up like well you're pissing me off when you do this it's like both sides, you know, are not. So with somebody who's healthy and stable, you bring something up, they'll be like, okay, I understand. And also the way you're the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? The delivery is 
also depends on the delivery too. So, but yeah, and but there are moments when it's just really bad when you have bottled everything up and it got to a point where it's like you feel triggered and whatever. That's when it's good to take time for yourself. Yeah, there are times where I'll try to process something and man, it just don't work. <laughs> like, I'm like, little thing happens. I'm like, all right, I'll be good. Let me just work through this and nobody's even going to know anything happened. And then just the stewing starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times too where something little happens and I can easily work through it. Like, I don't need to say anything. I'm, I'm not even like hitting the trigger or funky vibe radar. And, but me speaking on it might throw your vibe off or become like a five minute detour in the vibe conversation to where I just choose not to go there. Like, let's just say you cut me off once or twice. Right. I may not say anything the first time because it's just like, whatever, you know what I mean? And then for me, if I, if I start speaking on everything, then now I'm walking around being like overly critical, looking for things to speak on. That's how I get, you know what I mean? So I've been more just, I don't know, choosy, but I get what you're saying. Like, cause there is a part of me that doesn't bring these things up in fear that it is going to be this vibe kill on mm-hmm. one end or another. And that is a trauma response because for me, yep. it didn't matter what, how I brought shit up in past relationships. It was always something mm-hmm. I could, I could be like, I'm not saying this, but I'm just saying, this is how I feel. like fuck dude like i ain't saying shit so uh, i agree that it's partially there even if it's something really small and stupid like you being cut off see when i when people do things a lot of the time they don't realize what they're doing and and they don't purposefully do things in spite of the person so when you give them that little it's it don't look at it as like Oh, me saying this is going to be a thing. Look at it as a, like a reminder for the future. You just did this thing and I need to let you know. And then, so it will happen again. If you don't let them know. It Facts. will. So I've been getting cut off at work so much lately by someone. I, and I don't say anything. I'm going to cut you off to talk about how I don't like All people right, cutting fine. me off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I think I'm done now. No, you're not. No, I I'm see, cutting see, off your silence. Can, I'm done. I completely. No, I'm done. <laughs> Don't hit me. Snowball. Uh, what's your idea of a healthy relationship, Eric? <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, I would say it's both of what you said, and um, I don't know. I just feel like, for like my opinion of a healthy relationship is it's it's like teamwork um i don't know just being able to understand each other and uh for me it's the support for each other is really big and i like how you were saying earlier about um being in a relationship and just um being with someone or being attracted to someone who's uh kind of growing or developing tools for improvement to me that's like huge for just what i what i appreciate in a a relationship is someone that not only inspires me to do better but then they're also 
working on themselves to do better. And um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's what a healthy relationship is: is two people who aren't trying to change each other, but are trying to just build each other up right. higher, just grow together, and willing to go through the growing pains of of kind of just um, improving themselves. Yeah, here's the thing: it kind of made me just realize by you saying that it inspires hope. You know what I mean? Like for me, when, when something goes wrong, I, I get this, like, especially during a funk or a trigger, I have this mindset that this is how it's going to be forever. You know what yeah. I mean? And when someone's working on themselves, that kind of X's out that this is as good as it gets forever. You know what I mean? When someone's not working on themselves and you know, they're not, they're just, business as usual. They react the same way. Every time they get angry, you know, that this is how it is forever. doesn't matter what we fight about. It's going there. You're going to call me a junkie. You're going to get in my face. You're going to, I had to pack a bag and leave for the night. You know what I mean? Like that shit gets old. And when, when someone's working on themselves, there's just nothing but opportunity and hope to know that it'll get better. You know what I mean? And then when you see that it actually is getting better and resolve, it's like, there's no doubt. Hell yeah. So I think we kind of. Oh, my bad. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that was the hardest thing for me was um, just when in a bad relationship and feeling like this is all there is. Um, I started to believe that was how relationships were. So it was like every relationship I got in, they were, it would always get bad. And I never really experienced um, just kind of the hope part of a relationship. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but it just, it's a lot different when you're with someone who's working on themselves and encouraging just positivity because it, it really does. It's like you could be in a funk and it's like everything's just crashing down. And then you see your partner, like even while you're in a funk, they're, they're staying positive and they're like encouraging and just, it's almost like they're, uh, what's the word? Like inspiring hope for the future. Like, even though you're in a bad spot, like it's not going to, it's not, it doesn't always have to be like that. And yeah, that's, I don't know. That's just something that I've experienced recently. I feel like, I feel like I've experienced it for the first time really. Um, but it's, I like it. It's like, it's completely different and it's, I don't know, just it's support and support is key. Yeah. Another thing I just want to throw out really quick um, it's really important. Like, yeah, it's when everything is good and you both love each other and just like, both are so amazing, whatever, but have to keep in mind, we're not always going to be going to be at our best. We're going to have off days and not because of, you know, just triggers or things that happen in the relationship, but just outside life things or just in general shitty moods. And you still, have to love that person the same you cannot love them more on their good days and less on their bad days 
So I think that's something that people forget about sometimes. Yeah, not jumping to conclusions, thinking like this is the new normal or, yeah, you know, whatever. And that's where I think a lot of um, understanding each other, self-love, self-respect, space, understanding each other's love languages, understanding like how to support the other person. Like I need space, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like when I am down and out, if you give me like a little assistance or you give me a little space, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of like, and it doesn't, I, I don't ever require someone to treat me a certain way, but when I need just processing room to feel spaced. Cause like when I feel like shit, I don't like being around people. I almost feel more of an obligation to feel better, you know? And then when I'm alone, even if it sucks to be alone, I at least don't feel the pressure to not feel how I feel, you know, if that makes sense. Um, even if I have like my kids, cause I just feel like, Oh, I can't just lay around and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So like every, in every relationship, there's four people. I think I've said this before. Do you know who those four people are? I think I slightly remember. Slightly. Slightly. You weren't taking notes. Oh, Not that damn. time. Not that time. So there's the person I am, the person oh, I yeah, think yeah. I am, the person you think you are, and the person you are. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Damn it. Do you want me to do it? Because I think I get it. Go ahead. Okay. The person um, I think I am, the person you think I am, the person I think you are, and the person you are. Yes. 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 Yes? No. (laughs) There's me and you. Yeah. The person I think you are and the person you think I am. Yes. Yeah. So... I want to flip it. When you're working on yourselves, there's none of those. There's two variables mm-hmm. because you're going to, you're not just a set thing and I'm not just a set thing because we are ever changing and evolving and digressing and moving. So there's a baseline, you know, for each person. I mean, we are for the, I'm, my sass isn't going anywhere. I know. That's so, why I'm done trying to. But, it grows and it advances. It gets tactful. It filters. Um, my coping skills will change. My interests will change. You know, the way I handle problems will change. So it's like, you're just constantly renewing, you know what I mean? So there really is no, I think who I think I am is not even who I really am. So like, it's just this, this constant variable. Like I don't have a mold to follow these days i used to do that real bad is to just feel like i had a set standard of reactions and responses like how should i respond to this based on how i've responded before or who who i think my character is and how that character is supposed to respond and i don't do that anymore like i could flip i can change the direction at any moment i can wake up tomorrow and and just be a hippie you know and just totally treat everybody like hug everybody i see you know what i mean even though i've never done that a day in my life i don't know like i just like that that i can totally switch direction at any time and make a new habit and it it all starts somewhere 
click, 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 click. Eric, say something really profound to take us out. <laughs> I I don't know what to say, but I, this is kind of off topic. But you said um, just how we can make a new habit, and uh, I kind of feel like my mom thinks I'm crazy because um, in the past, anytime there would be things that upset me, like I would lose my temper and be mean and like storm out of the the house or the room and. Um, I remember one occasion she, uh, I got mad about something and she looked at me like dead serious. And like, I could tell she was hurt and she was like, I can't even talk to you. Like there's no talking to you. Um, and now it's like the worst thing could happen and I'll, I'll discuss it with her calmly. And it just, it's a completely different way that I I handle situations and like the other day we were talking about my brother and um in the past I probably would have gotten upset and just been irrational about it but I like I had this long conversation with her and at the end she like she paused and she's like I love you Eric and I was like oh crap because like I don't know we just we never really have ended conversations like that and it was like it was really nice um, and it was just different, like, and I don't know. I feel like she thinks I'm crazy though, because I'm so calm now. Like I'm literally like just calm and like nothing. I don't get set off so easily anymore, and it's it's probably weird to her. Dude, I can't imagine you being toxic or angry Same. or you know. I can't even imagine Anna with the way she <laughs> says she used to be. And I'm sure you guys can't imagine me being like <laughs> supremely toxic I and can. fucking negative. Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think that's awesome too. Like when you know, like Holly. I, I no, no. I can't see her Mark? being how. She, yeah. No. Like, there's no way with the way they've said they used to be. I'm like, I just can't see it. But I, I believe them because I know how I used to be, and you know, I'm even to a point where I can't believe I used to be how I used to be. Like, I know I was because I was there most of the time. But yeah, I can't imagine you being like that, man. And that's a good thing. You know, that means that the change is real. It's not, it's not just some, because we can't fake that shit. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't sit here and pretend to have it together when I don't. But that's awesome, man. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, that's like, it just, uh, our walls just come down with like everybody, it seems like. That's the, that's what I got from it. Like the whole just saying I love you during the conversation. It's just like, um, I used to feel like I have to have this kind of like a slight, like bitch resting face, kind of like, uh, a certain attitude, a certain way I like carry myself. Like it was definitely that wall that I had to put up that I did not, I was thinking about saying something nice to somebody and I wanted to say, I love you to somebody. And I wanted to, you know, but I, I was so terrified of doing any of that, just like being nice and being open and loving and caring. And, um, but now I feel like I can just, well, I almost got to that point where I can almost do it freely. Um, it was actually when I 
wanted to talk about next like we've been talking about love in a sense of like relationships but my new thing is like so I remember or uh, as I was as I'm letting go of my negative thoughts and feelings about myself and the world like I'm just, I'm ready to let them go because they don't serve me anymore. They don't help me. It's just a waste of energy. It's a waste of whatever. Um, so then I'm like left thinking I'm empty. <laughs> I'm what, what, what else is there if I just let these things go and I haven't, there was a period where I couldn't find something to replace it with or just it wasn't a bad empty. It was just like relieving, but then it's like, now what? And then I thought about it and then I'm just like, well, what, what is there? And first thing that I thought of was love, (laughs) 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 love for myself, for others, for the world, and just do everything what I do with love. I say this now, when I'm calm and I'm not triggered by schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I get triggered by schoolwork, I don't want to do anything with love. I want to do it. <laughs> but I can now kind of step back from it more and just realize, okay, why, why am I feeling like this? Well, because I am scared of failure. I'm scared of not doing something right I'm scared of not getting it done on time and then I just when I'm aware and I observe that fear I need to flip it and I need to think why did you start doing this in the first place why did you start this whole thing this degree every because you love it I have to remember what I love like every day just whatever I do everything I do is because I love um, you know, cleaning sucks. I hate cleaning. Oh, well, I love cleaning because I love my house and I love taking care of my house and I love taking care of myself and I love doing good things for myself. That's why I'm doing it. Well, I hate working out. It's really hard. It takes a lot. Well, I love myself because, and I want to do it because I love myself and I want myself to be healthy, you know, cooking, just everything. Does it, does it make sense what I'm saying right now? Okay, good. So just everything we do in this life, just the whole existence, it's, we were born to love it. I mean, kids, like I'm just looking at kids now and it's like, they just love everything. They get so excited about everything. What has changed for us? Why don't we, why don't we feel all that love? Well, because, you know, some shit happened in our life and whatever, it ruined it for us. People ruined it for us. Well, we can take that back. We, at any moment, we can take it back because it's always been there. So. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. <clears throat> you kind of circled it because I was thinking it, but then you kind of went there doing it because it's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm cool to people in my life today because I want to be, you know, I'm not doing it for their response. I'm not doing it. So, you know, if I'm doing these things for someone's response, for the world to treat me better for someone to tell me they love me, for someone to tell me that a boy, good job. I'm constantly basing my motives off their response. It almost becomes another form of manipulation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like um, I'm just genuinely the way I am today. Like I'll help people 
seeking recovery, like someone could call me right now and I'll talk to them. And my genuine intention is to help them. Um, you know, like when I talk to my family, like I'm not overly doing anything. I'm just me. I'm just natural. You know what I mean? Um, and I, they see that like talking to you guys, it's not, there's never been like one piece of me that's like ego driven in talking to you guys about these things, making a podcast, anything like that. It's never been like this. Um, let me, let me fake it for something. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. It's just, I love doing this shit. I like talking about these things. I like, um, digging deep into myself. I like sharing anything that I may think or know with you guys. And if it may help you same thing in meetings, like sharing, um, just there's a genuine want to give, you know, and I feel like that makes all the difference. And it's because you have love for people now, right? Yeah. It's all just I really do. love above all things. Love. <laughs>